What's up, Elite Army? This is your kind of well, kind of toxic host, Sarah Rittendale, bringing you another episode of Well Ish. Merry Christmas, Elite. I don't know what I did to get so lucky to have not only the opportunity to talk to you today on Christmas Day, but also on New Year's Eve. I just feel like those are two really good times for people's brains to just completely go haywire. And I've got you in my corner on both days. It is just such an honor, truly. Because more likely than not, this is your last day of celebration if you are here listening on Christmas Day. This is the episode that you need for validation for everything that you have, you know, been going through for the last couple of days and for the last like fucking month, let's be honest. You can absolutely use this information if you're on your way to your next event today or if you're just reflecting on the events as a whole. I'm validating you. You know, if your mom wasn't validating you, if your older sister was not validating you, if your best friend was not validating you in these times of, like I said, complete stress (laughs) and potential anxiety and frustration, your girl is here to validate you. So if that's what you need, stick around. This is what you're in for. And of course, some tips along the way. I got you. I got you a lead. Come on. It's Christmas Day. If you reflect on the last 25 days and you feel like it didn't feel like Christmas, this is your moment to take a mental note for your next year to be more intentional. I learned that in the last week, probably, that there isn't anybody here that's going to make Christmas feel magical for you anymore except for you. There was nobody setting up all the movies, the places to go, the presents under the tree, the cookies, the doing all, like, just saying, come on, little fella. (laughs) Come on, friend, come along. We're going to do these things. We're going to make it feel like Christmas. And it just also is so apparent how much the people that loved you made it feel that way. And now it's your job to make it. You don't have to wait until you have kids to feel like that again, but it's your job to make it happen for you. Just like anything else in your life, you know, chores, fucking happiness, (laughs) whatever, all the things like nobody's going to set that up for you anymore. You have to do it for yourself. Christmas is literally no different. So if you got to this day and you were like, this last 25 days just didn't feel like Christmas. Don't blame it on the weather. Don't blame it on you were busy or you didn't have money or you were doing other things. You need to figure out the areas you could be more intentional in order to make Christmas feel like a magical, wonderful, happy time of year again. And I don't say that to make you feel bad about what you've already done, but to take an experience and build on it. What did you not like? Why didn't you enjoy yourself? Why does Christmas feel different? Take inventory of what has just happened over the last 25 days while it's still fresh in your mind and take a mental note for it next year. And I promise if you sit there and actually think about it and you could write it down, but honestly, I don't really even think you have to. I think if you take note on it right now, what you could have done differently this year to make it feel more Christmas and what you could do next year to make it feel more Christmas for yourself, you'll remember next year. You'll remember wanting to feel like that and you'll remember what would make your Christmas just a little bit better. One of my all-time favorite things to do is buy a real Christmas tree. I'm definitely in the real Christmas tree gang. I'm not somebody that likes to have the fake one. I like the way a balsam first smells in my house and just going to the store, even if it's fucking Home Depot, and buying a tree and putting it up in my house. And and I literally didn't do it. (laughs) I didn't do that. I didn't put one, one decoration up in my house this year. I didn't watch any 
cheesy Hallmark movies. I actually, I can't say that anymore. I did watch one last night with my mom while I was wrapping gifts because I'm now home for the holiday. I did watch Home Alone once and that was the most Christmas day I ever felt. I made hot chocolate. We bought popcorn, made a little like cozy floor area and we watched Home Alone because I've literally never watched Home Alone. It wasn't because I was setting out to do Christmas. It was because I was setting out to watch a movie that I definitely should have seen by now. So, um, but that was the most Christmas I ever felt. I didn't go see lights. I didn't make Christmas cookies. I waited till the last minute to buy all my gifts. So I didn't enjoy the process and I'm fucking poor now, which is not the point of buying things for people you love. We cause all this unnecessary stress for ourselves during a time that is supposed to be one of the happiest. I mean, that's what they always say. Merry and bright and love and peace and joy and cheer and all these things. But it's like, how often nowadays do we actually fucking feel that way? Not really. So whether it's today or it's making intention for next year or it's to not feel guilty in this next week about how you handled these holidays or it's de-stressing from the holidays. I want to release you guys of some of the things that I see stressing people out the most during this time, whether you're listening to this today on Christmas Day or afterwards and reflecting back and feeling disappointed with the experience. Or again, you just feel stressed as fuck. We just want to feel okay and at peace and good because wouldn't it be so much nicer to feel peace and love and joy at the end of the year instead of panic and stress and anxiety and frustration and anger and irritation towards your loved ones (laughs) and you feel poor and just angry the the end of the year, you know, reflecting and it just like is so it's too much. You've worked too hard. You deserve to feel good. So that is what we're going to do. God damn it. Let's start with making time for everyone. You got to make time for your family, potentially a significant other's family, your friends, not to mention if your family has a different dynamic, like my parents are divorced. So I got to go to a Christmas at each parent's house. You got to see your grandparents. You're just, you're making your rounds, you know? And here's the thing, all this running around can so quickly shift you into people pleasing mode. (laughs) And you don't even realize it because it's the holiday and this is what you're supposed to do. This is what you're programmed to do is to make sure that you get everybody in and you want to get everybody in. Like you want to see everybody and enjoy that time together. But the biggest thing is not being able to enjoy that time together because you're so worried about making sure that you're not pissing people off. Like that's how I feel a lot. I don't want to stay somewhere too long so that I don't get to the next place too late because I don't want them to be irritated that I got there too late. I'm not prioritizing them. But then the people that I'm leaving, I feel like they feel like I'm leaving too early. It's like this whole mess that I'm thinking too much about other people's emotions. And I really like Something that I just never even considered during the holidays is how we have to give ourselves grace. We have to give ourselves time to enjoy the holidays too, which goes into like what I was saying about being intentional about what you want to do next year, what you want to do today, or how you want to feel, you know, moving forward is give yourself a little bit of compassion and allow yourself to enjoy the time and allow yourself to enjoy seeing the people that you love and to move, think about moving slowly, understand everyone wants to get together, hopefully because they love each other and they want to spend this time together. So in order to appreciate this time together, it's finding that way to slow down instead of waiting until the last minute and assuming everything will work out. I think the best way that I've been able to kind of create this for myself is that instead of waiting until the last minute and assuming everything will work out, I create a realistic plan for what I want to do. I know that through experiences from taking inventory from previous Christmases, I know how people will respond a lot of the time. I know how long I like to be specific places. 
I know that I have a hard time saying goodbye. I know that I talk for a little too long or my boyfriend talks for too long. I know I want to stay, like I said, at some places longer than others. I know that I say I don't want to stay at places longer and then I get caught up there and I end up staying longer anyways. So creating a realistic plan. Stop forcing myself to say, okay, I'm going to spend five hours here, six hours here, three hours here, you know, whatever, like creating this plan that doesn't necessarily work out for me because it sets me up for failure. I'm setting myself behind actually figuring out what a realistic time scale would look like for me to get everybody in to practice like that. It's literally time management skills, like to figure out what to do then. And then communicating that plan to your loved ones. And here's the thing is they can accept it or they cannot accept it, but that's what you're going to do. And that's when you're going to be there. And that's when they're going to see you. And if they want to see you, they'll make it work. Obviously there's compromise. Like obviously like, so for example, this Christmas, like my mom's whole side of the family could get together on Christmas day, but really based off my significant other's plan and I's plans from last year, we were supposed to switch off, but we just compromised and we were able to make it work that we got together on Christmas day. Cause that's when everybody else was available. So like there's some compromise, but it's because of that early planning and communication. Like this was a conversation that we had like three weeks ago that we were able to kind of still work things out because things were still loose and planable. But without that communication and working to the last minute, it's kind of like now you're rushing around to get to two places in one day and and you're stressing yourself out for literally no reason, something that could have been avoided just by communicating a simple plan and being true to yourself in that plan and being honest about what you really want to do, being true to yourself and being honest with yourself and saying like, this is where I want to be for this amount of time and not being afraid to communicate those wants to your loved ones and saying that this is what I want to, how I want to spend my time and so that you don't have to be afraid that people are going to be irritated with you for how you want to spend your time because you have to honor yourself and say that I'm going to allow myself to enjoy this holiday as well and not make it about everybody else's feelings. The next thing that I really feel like a lot of stress comes from is the gift buying. And I get this like fear of buying the perfect gift. Now, my first piece of toxic advice for you when it comes to buying the perfect gift is to absolutely drink before (laughs) you start gift buying. And I think it's best to online shop, obviously for safety reasons, but also (laughs) because, you know, you just pull the trigger so much easier. You just, you got your card auto filled in there. You're not afraid to buy the big best gift. You're just plowing through money. If you got money anxiety like me, like it makes it just, it just takes that ease away a little bit. I'm not talking like, don't be black out, but you know, just a little tipsy, a little buzzed. You're a little, you're a little more willing to do things that you wouldn't normally do. Like buy a hundred dollar PlayStation remote for your boyfriend's phone. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't have bought that if I was and sober, but you know what? I did because I was buzzed <laughs> and it's probably my best gift. I'm so excited about it. But to my more wellness advice, Christmas has just become so commercialized. We go to the store and just throw some shit together to give to people because that's what you're supposed to do. You know, we follow this should scale all over again. You are supposed to buy something for every single person. There, There is like a designated list of people that you are going to see that you would be giving gifts to. And like, it's so bizarre because you realize how how much you don't know people. <laughs> like you're like, oh my God, this is so horrible. I don't even know what to get this person. Like I don't know what they like or I don't know what they do in their free time or I don't know what colors they like or what things they typically wear. And that wakes you up in itself. But also, why am I buying a gift for people that I don't know? You know what I mean? Like no shade and 
hopefully nobody that really this would irritate is listening to this, but like my boyfriend's older brother, my boyfriend doesn't talk to his older brother very much. So obviously I don't have a relationship with his older brother. I mean, we say hello, we're kind, we're nice, we hug. It's pleasant and fine. And I enjoy talking to him when we are together, but it's surface level, you know, like I don't know him on a deeper level. I do know his younger brother a little bit more and I do know what his younger brother likes, but I have more of a relationship with his younger brother and his girlfriend where his older brother, I I don't. And so, but I'm supposed to buy his older brother something. And it's like, okay, I can get you a sweater, but suddenly I'm spending 50 bucks on a present that I'm like, why am I, what is, what's happening? Why, why is this a thing? I don't even know if you're going to like this or if you're ever going to wear it, or I don't want to be like, I don't want to be the gift that you just fucking chuck into the donation pile. I love gift giving. So like it want, I want it to be more sentimental. I feel like that's more of the better route to go about gifts is being a little bit more sentimental. Even if it is a specific item, you don't have to like DIY some shit up, but it, to be able to say like, Hey, I really thought of you when I saw this in the store, I just had to have it because it just totally reminded me of you. The other thing is giving yourself permission to not have to go balls to the wall. Like if money isn't in your corner this year and you love to gift give, like I do, I had to be okay and tell myself that it was okay. And literally give myself permission to not go above and beyond on gifts. And I sit back and I look at all the gifts that I bought and I think like, God, I really could have done more, especially for specific people. Like my mom, I only got her two things and I'm like, fucking a, like I could have got her more. But then, you know, I think about the people that I communicated with for my mom. I talked to my boyfriend and he's going to get her something. I talked to my sister, she's going to get her something. And so it's like, she's got a few, she's got a good amount of gifts coming her way. It's not all up to me to make sure that she's, her entire Christmas is fulfilled. And that's the other thing is if gift giving is what's going to fulfill their Christmas, then that's a personal issue. That's another issue that you're not going to be able to solve for anybody. They have to feel fulfillment and just being able to be with your family. Or if you're upset about your own gifts, you have to feel fulfillment in the thought that people went out of their way to buy something for you. That's what the gift giving comes from. Like that's what it's supposed to be about. It's not like this requirement that they're supposed to fucking buy you something. And I think I always, this other thing that I do is like, I try to top what I've gotten them before, especially with my boyfriend that like, I think, okay, well I did this for him last year. I can't like revert back to shitty gift giving, but hopefully people in your life are, are there for a long time. And who cares? Even if they're not, you don't have to have like, you're, they're not going to be like, oh, well, Sarah was the best person I've ever been with because she gave me the coolest gift. I mean, they might remember a really good gift that you gave them and it's nice to give them good gifts if you can, but don't put yourself in the hole because you're just trying to top what you did last year or because you're trying to like fill some void of being the best and good enough through you giving gifts. Because at the end of the day, I mean, think about your own gifts. Think about things that you've received that you've been like, oh my God, yeah, like, that was the best thing I ever got or whatever. Like I, it's a lot of the time you just don't even think about the gifts when you think about Christmas. At least I don't like, I'm not like, Oh yeah, this Christmas I got X, Y, Z. And then this Christmas I got X, Y, and Z. And that is like the center focus of your Christmas. No, I think about like what happened on that Christmas and what we did. Like I think two Christmases ago, my mom let us smoke a joint inside of her house. And that was like the fucking craziest thing in the entire universe. So I remember that. I don't, I have literally zero idea what she got me for Christmas that year. Zero. I mean, when I put on a pair of Levi jeans that I know my mom bought me, like I know my mom bought them for me for Christmas, but I don't 
reflect on Christmas and think about the gift. Telling someone what you mean to them through a gift is what makes it perfect, not finding the most expensive or the biggest gift. I remember one year I gave my mom, um, I bought from the fucking dollar store, bought a picture frame that had three slots in it. And in the slot on the left, I put a picture of her and I when we were young. I was like maybe, I don't know, five and she was 30. And then my, actually that math doesn't add up, but you get it. And then on the right side, I put a picture of us from that year. And so I was probably, I don't know, 20, something like that. And in the middle, I wrote her a little note again, just like a four by seven or whatever fuck a normal picture is note in there about what I loved about her and how much she meant to me. I was in college at the time. And so I think I said something along the lines of not knowing how much our relationship meant to me until I moved away from home. And I gave, I actually gave one to each of my parents, um, with pictures of the respective parent and they loved it. I mean, they thought that was so nice. And I was in college and I didn't have fucking any money to spend. And so, and that's what I did. And they ate that shit up. They loved that gift. You can make an ornament. You can buy like $3 like balls that you can take apart print a picture off at Walgreens for 99 cents, throw a picture in there. I mean, if you want, you could put some confetti from the dollar store in it, wrap that up. That's a gift and people will love it. It's an ornament for their tree. It's a picture of you guys together. It's nice. You could always use more ornaments. It's like, those are the family ornaments that you see when you're young that you're just like, oh my God, like this is so cute. It's always like the, the homemade cute family ones that really mean the most. It's like, you've got like the apple ornaments and the pretty, pretty Barbie ornaments and whatever else. Like they're cool. I like to look at them, but the ones that are exciting to pull out of the box are the ones that are memories. You could also do something that you're leaning into your own talents and your own crafts. Like I am a writer. I last year, two Christmases ago, I straight up wrote my boyfriend a novel. I spent like two months, three months before Christmas writing my boyfriend the story of how we met from my perspective. And it was a thick mama, you know, like it was a big book. And I went to UPS or something like that and had them spiral bind it. And so I printed off this book for him and gave him a book. It was probably maybe 15, 20 bucks. And that was it. And it was like my big gift and he fucking loved it. And I mean, how cool, I mean, if somebody gave me their perspective of how we met and what that, like you could just know their thoughts and how they perceived things. Oh my God, that would just be like the coolest fucking thing in the entire world. I just, I thought it was such a good gift. Or I mean, like my mom, my mom likes to paint. Like she could paint somebody a picture. If my mom painted me a picture for Christmas, love that. Um, I made my mom a video one year. This is for her birthday, but I asked everybody because I like to make videos as you guys know. And I, I had like my, our immediate family say happy birthday to her. I, I got people from work and her friends to contribute to the video and say happy birthday. I got her parents to contribute to the video and then my sister and I, and it was just like, it was so, I remember just watching her think like, oh my God, this is so bizarre. <laughs> like she was so confused when it was coming out, but it's like this reminder of all these people in your life that love you. It's just like, there's so many things that you can do no matter what kind of skill that you have. My sister is really into like crystals and spirituality and her gifts normally align with that. Even if the people that she's giving it to doesn't, she doesn't care. Like she really likes crystals and she believes in crystals. And so she will give people a gift. Now let's say somebody isn't as much, maybe she just gives them a pretty bracelet that are crystals. But the fact that she puts thought into what she believes that person needs, what energy she thinks that person needs and gives that to them. She's given my mom like books before about being peaceful and all this stuff. Cause my, 
my mom likes that too. Obviously my mom and my sister, we're all, we're all like this, you know, we're all into self-improvement and all that good stuff. So she gift gives that kind of stuff, which is really cool. But even if you just have to think about gifts you've been given, what stands out to you and, and what could you try to recreate? If you felt like you weren't a good gift giver this year, I have two things to tell you. One, you won't be thinking about it by the new year. So literally like in a couple days from now, you won't be thinking about it. I promise you'll be like, phew, that shit's over. I don't have to worry about it anymore. Hello? I am recording. Uh, did you get off the plane? Okay, I'm coming. Okay, love you, bye. My boyfriend is literally at the airport and I'm just sitting here talking to you guys because that's where my priorities lie. So yeah, so you won't be talking, you won't think about it by the new year. Like you're you're gonna be like, phew, this shit's over. I don't have to worry about, you know, giving gifts anymore. And the second thing is if someone is going to think anything negative about a gift you got them, they aren't the kind of person you should bring into the new year anyways. Like if they're going to give you any sort of flack for anything that you give them or give you a vibe even that they're just like, why would you get me this? I don't know. Fuck that person. Like they should just be like, oh my God, thanks. And like move forward. Like my mom, she went to somebody's Christmas and she brought them chocolates and they literally were like, oh, why'd you bring nuts? Because somebody in the house had a nut allergy. And my mom was like, I do you have a nut allergy? I don't fucking know. Just throw them away if you don't want them. Like, don't be a dick. They were like $30 like chocolates. Like, fuck you. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's not the energy. It's not the energy I'm looking for. And any moment that I can take to absorb the kind of energy that I don't want from people, I'm going to do that. <laughs> the last thing that I think stresses people out more than anything else is family. It's literally one of the most stressful parts of the holiday. And it kind of correlates to what we were talking about earlier with making time for everybody, but it's just a little bit different. It's like so many people that you don't normally communicate with, but you're going to communicate with and spend time with them because they are your family, not because you actually like make an effort into the relationship that you have with them. I feel like the first thing that I really want to talk about here is if you are going to your significant other's Christmas, do not leave your partner to deal with your family. Like, I think that is just the number one thing that used to irritate me all the time about every single boyfriend I would have is that I would go to their Christmas because that's what you do. Go to the Christmas and all the things. And at that point in the relationship, you're like, oh my God, I'm going to be their wife. Like I'm going to be at this fucking Christmas for the rest of their life. So like they better, I better fit in. I better be able to talk to uncle Joe and have a good laugh and really feel like I should fit in here, you know, because you want to like prove your place in their life. Don't leave your fucking significant. And then, and then maybe the significant other like thinks the same thing. Like maybe the boyfriend is like, oh, well, I don't want to have to babysit you the entire time. And like, yeah, you shouldn't have to babysit people. You should be able to fend for yourself and hold your own conversation, especially in adult relationships. But honestly, if you are listening and you're still in high school or college, I mean, yes, you like, you might feel like you have more of an adult relationship and maybe you do, especially if you're in college, but like, they should still be helping you out. Like the family still thinks of you guys as kids. And even if you don't feel that way, the family still thinks of you that way. And so like, don't worry. Like you think you wouldn't bring your fucking friend to your family's Christmas and just leave them high and dry. And if your boyfriend is leaving you to high and dry and if, and if your significant other is leaving you high and dry at their Christmas, like you need to figure that shit out. Like that is not cool. It's not how you do it. Literally have them listen to this. Hi, my name is Sarah and I have a personal growth podcast and I talk to your significant other every single week. She trusts me. And let me tell you that that makes me credible enough to tell you, do not leave this bitch hanging with your fucking family. That is not cool. Nobody wants that. Nobody needs that. Nobody's saying that, you, the per, like I said, nobody's saying that they need to be babysat all the time. But like I was saying, nobody wants to have to babysit somebody all the time. So you do have to have a little bit of your own independence, but you should at least have touch points. I saw somebody say that on the internet not that long ago, that like, make sure that you're being intentional and making the choice to find your significant other and be like, hey, you good? Just to make, it makes them feel more loved. It makes them feel like you care whether or not they are 
okay or not with your family that they don't have anything in common with. They have something in common with you. And just making sure that they feel comfortable, especially if it's one of the first times that they're there. I mean, even if you've been around for three years, like this is going to be my fourth Christmas with my boyfriend. This is probably the first or second Christmas that I feel like I I can just go sit on the couch and sit on my phone or I could have a conversation with people and take a break if I need to. Like, I don't feel like awkward and out of place, but that's also my relationship with those people. I never felt like that for however long I would be with them before the boyfriend before I was always like nervous around the family I just I don't know it's just not something that I I enjoy and it would have been really nice to have somebody by my side it would have made me feel like I cared about like it would made me would it would have made me feel like my significant other cared about me because really no one wants to feel like a puppy following your significant other around either like you don't want to babysit them I don't want to feel like I'm your fucking pet that like is at your heels and I also don't want to exert that much energy into trying to keep myself afloat to prove that I fit into your family so help me out a little bit dude Help me out a little bit. You want to date me? You wanted to bring me here? Like, don't leave me high and dry. Another thing that causes a lot of stress with families is that is that if your family has what I'm just going to call issues, I mean, it's just like different than it used to be, or you know, you just got different dynamics going on. Like my, like I said, my family is divorced and it's annoying, but I actually don't look at it as a sad thing. I look at it like I get more opportunity for Christmas and hi, my mom listens to this podcast. So I'm going to tell you this, but you know, whatever I get more gifts, you know what I mean? Like my parents aren't collaborating to buy me a gift anymore. So like my dad is less regulated with money than my mom is. And she could say that it's about like how money was split up in the divorce and all this stuff. That's not the thing. It's never been the thing. My mom has always been into like more sentimental gifts and you know getting like good gifts but being like my mom's more reasonable with money where my dad is just more like I'll fucking spend it I don't care so like my dad will just get me all like the random shit and (laughs) it's great and my mom's not there to be like hey maybe we shouldn't spend money on those things and then I can turn around and go to my mom's Christmas and I can get things that I know I actually really want and need and love and can use long term so it's like I get the best of both worlds my point is is that it's finding that positive in the way that things have changed like my boyfriend's son he comes to my house and does Christmas with my family and he does Christmas with his dad's family my boyfriend's family and then he goes and he goes and does Christmas with his mom and his mom's family like he's got all of these places that he's got to go to and I'm sure that there's other kids out there that are the same thing it's like you've got all these people that you're dealing with and sometimes that can just I don't know it feels different especially if you're seeing other people just go to one Christmas and have one time and just enjoying that time together, it can definitely, again, this is just a validation. It's, it, I mean, you're not wrong that that stresses you out. Another big thing for me is if you don't get along with a family member, I see that so often that, you know, it's like you're there, your family. So for some reason, we think that we have to spend time around them or you're not old enough to make sure that you're separating yourself from them. Being able to distance yourself and detach yourself while you're in that situation. I think the best way that I've found to be able to cope with this is literally just to like separate physically yourself from them and to just not engage as often as possible. But a lot of the time these people are horrible and they want to get in your face and they want to say stuff to you. And so if you do have these moments that you have to engage with them, just saying literally as minimal as possible. And that could be so hard, especially if you're like me who likes to fucking talk. And sometimes it feels like you want the drama a little bit. You want to see what they do because you want to be like, oh my God, guess what this fucking person did this time. But if it is, if it 
comes from a place that you are disturbing your peace and getting like worked up and anxious about seeing them, not engaging, like engaging as little as possible and still being kind to just give them absolutely no ammunition to say anything or do anything weird or say something about you behind your back, whatever. And then you walk away. You don't engage. That's one of those things that you got to practice. It's hard, especially if that's something that you haven't always done. It could feel like you're you're being rude. It's not, it's different. They're going to know you don't like them, but it is what it is. Like that's how you feel and you need to start respecting your own feelings and staying true to yourself and it just has to start somewhere. There's going to be a first and it might be awkward and it might be uncomfortable and you're not going to like it, but you won't be able to start that process until you just start that process, no matter what it looks like. Might not go exactly as you pictured in your head, but you're going to make a little bit of a difference, a little bit of an impact and start making that change to make yourself feel better. Christmas looks different as you get older and you have to try to find joy in that change, plain and simple. And we can't get ourselves all caught up and the feeling that it's not how it used to be, you know, make it that way. Figure out a way to find joy in how things are now and bring that magic into Christmas on your own, into your life on your own. Instead of focusing on what the people who stress you out are doing, use it as an opportunity to learn about yourself, whether you're in the moment or you're listening to this and reflecting. It's truly just an opportunity. It's just another day. It's just another time. It's just another holiday that it's an opportunity to learn more about yourself, what you want to be like, what you don't want to be like, and or why you are the way that you are. And if you can just look at it as that, you can look at it as like an experiment you can focus yourself away from the stress and away from the things that irritate you and focusing inward uh, and asking yourself these questions. Like literally, like you can make a fucking game out of it. I went to the art museum with my friend the other day and we made a game of finding your favorite painting, your least favorite painting or artwork and the scariest piece of artwork that is in there. Do that at fucking Christmas or reflect on it after Christmas and say, what was the my most... What was the moment that I felt I exerted the most self-growth? What was my favorite moment? What was my least favorite moment? What would I do again? So that you can take inventory of these things to try to learn more about yourself, to ask yourself, what was something that somebody did that I'm like, I do, I never want to be like that. I never want to be that type of person. Or what's something that somebody did that you were like, yes, I want to be like them. That is so cool. And take pieces of that to become a better version of yourself. Every experience is an opportunity for you to practice your self-growth tools. And this is just another event like any other. It's also a good opportunity to see who you become under stress and what you would like to shift for the future. Like because the family and money and time crunching can bring out all of this like anger and stuff out of you. It's kind of what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago about like, what are you filled with inside? Are you filled with peace and happiness and joy and love? Are you filled with resentment and anger and guilt and shame? And so when you have these irritating moments of life that come out, what spills out of you? Is it like the bad stuff or is it the good stuff? And what can you do to fill yourself more with the good stuff so that when you are in a stressful moment, you are able to center yourself and say, okay, I'm just stressed out. What can I do to make that better? You have more clarity to be able to, you know, do that for yourself. And really, at the end of the day, instead of feeling frustrated and then suppressing the emotions and checking forward because the holiday is over, squeeze whatever info you can from it that you can take action on now or in the future to begin to put that into motion. It's really just like the best use of your time, to be honest. If anything in this episode resonated with you, please share it with a friend. I'm sure they need help on Christmas too <laughs> or after Christmas. If it resonated with you, it's more likely than not going to resonate with somebody in your inner circle. 
Also, don't forget to like and subscribe for more self-growth information and tips on how to become the best version of yourself. You also can follow me on Instagram and on TikTok at Sarah Rittendale. There is a dot in between my first and last name on Instagram. And then you can follow Wellish for any stories, tips, or just more self-improvement information that you would like to be featured on the show or that you need a little, need a little help with. I got you. It's there at Wellish Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys have an amazing holiday and have a really peaceful self-inner-focused time <laughs> being able to enjoy your own time to the fullest. Merry Christmas. And the next time I talk to you, it will be 2024. Bye, guys. Yeah.